Hello, and welcome to episode 41 of the That's Huge Cast. I am your host, Brandon. Joining me as always, Sam. Sam, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Peter Prime, man. You nailed it. I did. You got through so it. So I meant to tell you, and I don't have it here because it's been a couple weeks, and now Chewie's apparently going to be co-host today. Or we might have a special guest. We do have a special guest. Hey, my kids like yell in all the time. Yeah. So let me ask. We've got a special guest here who has just um, played the PlayStation 5 a little bit for the first time. We're going to jump you know, our segments here a little bit, but um, come on over here. Tell me. This is Kai. He's very famous. Uh, what do you think about that controller? It's nice. It's a lot bigger than I expected, honestly. What do you think? Of, what do you think about the adaptive, like the pressure? I like it a lot. I think it's cool. You almost hit your child in the face with that. Well, you know, every now and then. <laughs> that's it. And uh, what game did you play? Um, I played the Astros, Astros Playground. Playroom. Did you like it? Yeah. Okay. Did, did Any- you play anything else while you were up there? Um. Not yet. Not yet. Because I'm going to ask. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. We have a permission to ask. We We have a permission to ask. Pause. I'm going to let Brandon riff for a little bit, and I'm going to scoot back from the table. Um, Yeah, so it's been a couple weeks, and it's, uh, you know, life. We've talked about this several times uh, between the new systems coming out and between just stuff going on in life. Like, remember, I don't know if you guys remember earlier in the year, my heating and air conditioning died, and my life went to down the toilet well now my refrigerator has died i want to tell you being an adult can suck a lot so yeah um so now i'm trying to deal with that plus work's been hectic plus we've just been dealing with life's nuts election was going on and some other things so here we are now i'm so excited because the new systems are here um we've got to play the playstation 5 i have one upstairs it is big uh sam would you agree that it's big it's huge it's It's a big boy it's a big boy um, I will say it's weirdly not as heavy because I have picked it up a couple times since we installed it the other day and it's, the weight is weird because yeah. it's most of the weight is centered on the bottom half of the console. If sitting upright, basically where the disc reader is. Yeah. That's well, where the and, weight is. And kind of as we, you know, we're getting it set up and everything. One of the comments I made to you is I feel like it was similar to when the Xbox 360, the fan died. And or the you know it died like and you got the red ring of death. Right, right, it's right. like then the Xbox One came out and it was like the fan like they made it big and they made the fan huge so it wouldn't die and it was quiet as could be. Yep. And so I feel like that's what they kind of did with the PS5. They were like, we do not want loud fan huge noise. Huge fan, huge heatsink. Go ahead. I'll just no, edit he's it. He's good. Okay. Um, huge fan, huge heatsink. Yeah, it, and it just feels very airy it does. inside. Right, it's mostly, and like I said, I said the top half, basically the where the, where the disk drive is, is where most of the weight is, mm-hmm. and I think that's because of the disk drive. Yeah, I'd be interested to pick up and see the weight difference on the all digital version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, you might drop a few pounds even. <laughs> pounds. So from it's, it is from fifty five to. It is big. Before we get into that anymore, Sam, what have you been playing? What have you been doing? So the only thing new I've really been playing, a couple things. One is Hades, which everybody kind of been raving about for a while. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick this up. And it's a, um, what do they call that type of game? A roguelike. Roguelike. But this one has a little bit more of a story to it. You know what? It is not pulling me in as much as I thought it was going to. I like it. I mean, it's one of those that I I was like, it's enjoyable. The combat's fun. 
the fact that the story progresses a little bit more, even with failure. Right. But I kind of get frustrated with the amount of like health that the bosses have. And I'm just like, I don't know that I want to fight them over and, and over. over and over. And it doesn't seem like my character is getting significantly stronger at this point that even like I've gotten, I don't know how far, maybe four or five depths in or wherever. And it's like, I get to a character that I'm just like, this is just going to take forever because their health takes forever to chip away. And maybe my build's wrong and maybe I just don't have my, stats built up high enough but i'm just like i don't know it's fine have you ever played bastion yeah you like bastion yeah it's okay what about never, never finished it have you ever played diablo 3 no probably like diablo 3 more than all that i was just curious um because that's like immediately where my brain goes when i start playing hades is mm -hmm. mostly bastion because of like the weird the way the narration and the way it's kind of done in the different sections um and you, you said that was the first thing. Yeah, that was the first thing. And the only other thing was the couple of new Jackbox that I got for, I did an online Thunder Games this year. You threw me off last night when you pulled out Jackbox 7, and I was like, Yeah. 7? Yeah. I didn't know they had a 7. Neither did I. <laughs> I kind of watched that because I knew they had come out with a 6, but then I felt like they had come out with a 7 very quickly after. They did. So we played a couple of games, um, different games throughout there, which they do have a good mixture, I feel like, this time around. Some of them are hit or miss, and I feel like, there were, there's, it's still that combination, hit or miss. Like It's like right. there's some really good games, and then there's some that are kind of throwaway. But for the most part, everything was fun. I think everybody had a good time, and that's, yeah. that's how yeah, it was. It was really fun. Um, I kind of want to know what the first game we were trying to play was going, where it was going to head, the spaceship and the the trying to sort out who was right the alien. i think it's kind of one of those games that's like a one night werewolf where there's like a hidden character and you got to right. suss out who it is um but i think the problem is is people were picking individuals to go to the different chambers but i think you had to scroll down further to submit who you oh, thought should go gotcha. and because when it came to my daughter my oldest daughter was playing with this as well and she selected some I noticed like as it was just getting ready to run out of time, she scrolled up and there was, she could go further down. And I was like, I think there was a submit that nobody was hitting. So it never went gotcha. past that phase right. and never actually had people combine to ask questions. So I, it would be fun. That would probably be easier with together. So Can yeah. Bless you. I Thank don't know you. if you actually just sneezed there. That was weird. I know. Held it in. Um, I've, we're, we'll get into some of the things I've been playing in a little bit. Uh, I want to update because of our normal list. Um, Animal Crossing, I've been playing a lot more of because I've been doing, trying to rearrange our island and I'm prepping for whatever their, their release is going to be for the next month because I think they're going to have a, be adding a lot of stuff. There's a rumor they're going to be adding the cooking and some of the farming aspects. In the that would make update. sense with Thanksgiving. And, right. Yep. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm looking forward to that a little bit. But. More importantly, I've been working, like just psyched waiting for next gen. Um, I have one little one little tidbit before we jump into all our next gen talk, um, because I feel like every episode we have to comment about the Microsoft Bethesda transaction because there's always Why something. Not? There seems to be something every week. You know um, what I've been happy about? I will say this: since the new consoles. I feel like things have kind of settled. Like oh, there's still don't get me wrong, there's still stuff going like people will like right. counter but I don't feel like there's the vitriol and like anger and like fight like there there the wars are going on but right. it's like calm cuz people are doing play enjoying their consoles right. and I'm like it's really nice. And I just remembered I wanted to get this out of the way because I want to give you the opportunity to call me a hypocrite even though I don't think it applies. Um 
the there's a lot of rumors that Sony is in final talks to purchase Blue Point Games, and I am excited about this because do you know who Blue Point is? No. Blue Point is the company that they keep using to remake old games. They're all their remasters. Mm. Demon Souls. Gotcha. They're doing. The okay. new, they did the new Demon Souls. It that looks incredible. It it really does. And from the reviews I'm reading, it's like not only did they basically do it justice like do from software justice but they added their own little bit of quirks to it to make it and the the fast the travel system where you go through the portals there's uh if anybody's ever played the first demon soul or the original demon souls it took a while from you hit that portal to get to the next thing and it's almost instantaneous on this game and it's kind of frustrating looking back at it going that's stupid why do these people get the good stuff? <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is the Demon Souls, I actually played that on yeah. PS3 because it was the, all the rave back then. And oh, everybody, right. it was like rage, all the rage back then. And people were like, man, this is so good. And I was like, I'll give it a try. And I watched the first like 15 minutes of it. They had a video on that. And I was like, I'll just watch it because I'm curious. And I was like, I remember that. I remember, I remember that. this. Right. I remember being on <laughs> this bridge and having people break through these barriers. Right. And I didn't play it for very long because it is one of those like kick you while you're down. Right. And I was just like, I, I can't do this. I, I have watched a couple Let's Plays and one of the conversations, I don't know if that was you or somebody else I was talking to, but it looked like maybe the developers had all the trailers on easy mode or something because they seemed to be going... I've watched some Let's Plays the last 24 hours is still kicking people's oh, asses. for sure. So I'm like, okay, good. They didn't Here's the thing. As soon <laughs> as I saw for most of the little, you know, playthrough that they showed that they blocked, just stood there blocked and then swung, I was like, nope, that's yeah. not Demon's Souls because <laughs> you can't just stand there and do that. Well, for what it's worth, it is still killing yeah. and kicking a lot of people's ass. So uh, the one piece of Bethesda Microsoft news uh, that I found interesting I want to talk to you about was Todd Howard in an interview. Um, it was, this was I got this from GamesRadar. I don't know who the interview was with. Said that it's hard for him not to imagine bringing Elder Scrolls to multiple consoles. It says Microsoft and Bethesda haven't discussed console exclusive what, what console exclusivity means, which led me to a point that we really hadn't talked about, which was this deal still isn't actually done, and. There's, you know, like a lot of people are like, there's no way Microsoft would do that. But Bethesda has every right before this paper is signed to say, these are the ones we want to make sure get sent to all these consoles. Like, because that's how they're envisioning their stuff taken. And that could mean anything from Starfield to some shit that nobody even knows about yet. I still don't think Starfield's going to land on PlayStation. I still, I still do think Elder Scrolls will. Um, but I think it's a big point, and it's, it says a lot that even though this deal isn't done, that the head of Bethesda will publicly say, well, I can't imagine us not doing that. It says a lot. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things at this point to kind of just see where the chips lie. Because, I mean, hypothetically, and I don't know all the legalistic what's going on, but Bethesda could pull out of this, too. Yeah, it is. And just say, we don't want this deal. Right. Well, you know what? It's not what we were looking for. And so... Microsoft, I don't know if they have, I would say, tiptoe, but they are, have to be like, yeah, like, like let's meet in the middle with what's going on. So there's no way, one way or another, to say, yeah, they're keeping everything exclusive or no, they're not. Right. Now, I can, I can make the argument for both. Right. I can make, easily make the you argument can. for putting you, you it on. Very easily. Yeah, <laughs> easily for why, why it would be smart to put it on both consoles and then also why Microsoft could hold it to just their own. 
But until like you just see how this plays out, right. until they are actually acquired, we're not going to know anything. Right. And I think it also says a lot to the way Phil Spencer's handled all his interviews because he hasn't said yes or no. And I think he understands that they're still talking mm-hmm. and that there's no final thing. And he probably doesn't want to a expose their game plan and B doesn't want to cause any issues with Bethesda to that might hurt what they're doing. Exactly. So I think there's just still a lot of talk going on, which, but I think that the, like I said, the fact that this deal isn't even officially done, they, but first quarter of 2021 is what it's supposed to be something like that. So I don't know. It's, it is really a, uh, everybody's just, what do they want? What, you know, fanboys want one thing and, you know, regular gamers want another. Mm-hmm. And Personally for me, you know, I think, I think that it might be helpful for Microsoft to keep them exclusive. I can see why it, like putting it on everything would be good, but I'm like, it would add to their, um, catalog of their own games and they've got game pass so they can make that argument. You want to play it, get a phone, get a tablet, get it, whatever, play it on your computer, like play it, play it on game pass and they still get that subscription. Right. Um, but I'm not Microsoft yeah. and you know, like I, like I guarantee you there are meetings probably still happening oh, about what do they want to do. So you imagine like every 10 minutes, Hey Phil, one more idea or yeah. Hey Todd, what, what, what are you thinking on this? Just exactly at 10 o'clock at night because yep. it's pos- popped in as somebody said. Sam, next generation is here. Everybody bah, has. Bah, bah. I have a PlayStation 5 upstairs. Um, I do not have an access to or have an Xbox One X. Our friend does, though. A friend of yep. ours does. Um, does this seems to be the harder. So they both sucked and are very difficult to get a hold of. But it seems the, the Series X, more so the Series S, seems to be really hard for anybody to get a hold of. Yeah. Um, well, and it's just things were, are popping up like, as we were chatting before intermittently on sites and they say, hey, these are available. And it's like, if you don't see that it, yeah. about the second it pops up there, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Which you're you're just not going to be able. And I had, you know, just kind of been like, rev, you know, recognize that like I'm not going to jump in on this generation right off the bat. And then, of course, as the, you know, fervor and excitement look, like starts to build, I'm like, ooh, I kind of want to. Didn't I say that in like our group oh, yeah. chat? I was like, don't worry. Wait for FOMO to hit Sam. He'll oh, grab yeah. one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and when I went, so in front of us on the table here, we've got three controllers. We have an OG Xbox controller, and then we've got the PlayStation 5 controller and the new Xbox Series X, because I did get a Series X controller. And since it's forwards compatible, is that how you would call that? Yeah. I guess. I mean, because the way, it works the way I'm your, using it. It works it. on your Xbox yeah. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works so. on my Xbox One. But I wanted a new controller. My kids, one of ours has pretty bad drift. The, right. And so I was like, we needed, I wanted a new one. I like the colors of this one. And so we have them out there in front of us. But of course, while I was up at the store, I was like, you don't happen to have a Series X Had he there. said yes? E- maybe. Maybe. I, I may, <laughs> like, I, I would have probably texted Emily and said, can I do this? And she, of course, would have been like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. You should ask your wife before you do it. But if you do go to a store and you say, hey, do you have a PS5 or an Xbox Series X? And they say yes. Start going through the process of getting it and text at the same time. Because if you sit and wait <laughs> until you possible, get an answer, yeah. you're going to lose right. it. <laughs> I know. It, it's, it's tough. And, you know, our friend that has the Series X, we you game the other night with them. And, you know, it, it is kind of funny because he's like. That's why we won the couple rounds. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But he, you know, was just chit- and even on our text that we, you know, chat with, he's like, 
it's fun getting this new stuff, but he's like, there's not other than it being faster. That's the thing with Xbox. They just, they didn't have anything. They didn't have a right. showpiece to say, look at what we got. You know, it's like, can't be done anywhere else. I mean, yes, there are the third parties that came out that look beautiful and they look amazing. And, um, the, the loads, you know, really quickly in the, into these games and everything. Right. Um, but even just having a chance to play the PlayStation 5 with Brainer, which I'm going to let him talk more about, was a better experience, I think, Well, first. Even if they... So let's say they had the same amount of straight normal games and there still wasn't mm-hmm. anything for PlayStation. Astro's Playroom alone is enough to like get you excited for what's yeah. coming and it's already in your hands. Exactly. So it's it's one of those weird things where <sighs> I never thought a stupid little demo thing would be something that would... Dude, I'll, I'll lay, all they would have needed to do... Now, granted, they're gone. The consoles are gone. But if they went in, like, people that got into the Microsoft or the Xbox Series X system, if they just said, oh, yeah, we're going to give you the Halo Infinite Beta in multiplayer beta right. for a you, month. You know, they've been doing this a lot. People would have gone bananas. They've been doing this a lot on Game Pass. They So, Grounded, mm-hmm. um, PUBG, you know. Let the players be the testers. And... and and make it a Series X exclusive, like to where we're beta te- we're beta testing how this works on next gen. Yeah, here's we have this basic thing out. Help us and give us feedback. If you and I were in their marketing department, we would just been like, just do this. It's the just it's do this. the simplest thing. Let us let people report bugs. You know, yeah. you keep chugging away on what you're doing, and you're getting people in. I would be way more excited to go, so wait, we, we try to get an Xbox Series X so I can do this Halo beta, like live or live beta or what, what do they call it? Public, um, access. Public. No, not that. I don't know. TV. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, that's like perfect. That's enough for make me like, oh, more people would have gone, lost attention. it. And like, you know, that's the thing is it does make me think. Uh, Maybe actually a little bit worried that they didn't even have something like that available. You know what I mean? Like, I I wonder if they feel like they've been burnt so bad this last generation that they are like super protective and they're like, hey, we're not showing anything. And the way people responded to the infinite um, demo, they were like, we're not going to show it till we blow people's socks off. But man, even if it didn't and they just were like, hey, this is just we're putting it out there. We want to kind of get feedback and see what you think. Right. That would have been enough to like the buzz from that alone. Right. Oh my gosh. People would have been going insane. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's it's rough. Because they they're both good. So what was let's see, so the one of the games that are out on both that there's there's been two games that have been tested a lot. Um Assassin's Creed's out on both. And um I can't remember what the other one was. Watchdogs. No, it's not. It is that is out on both, but that's not what it was. Anyways, they did some Devil tests. May Cry Five. Devil, yeah, it was Devil May Cry Five, where they did the testing mm-hmm. between them, and they they determined like the Xbox Series X, the the power range is only like it's like eight percent mm-hmm. more, is what it does. Everything else, it's way closer. Yeah. Um, but what was very interesting was Digital Foundry um, was talking about how Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I actually. The way they've been marketing it, I assumed they were working way more closer to Microsoft with what they were doing. Everything this um, Digital Foundry did a thing with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and they were like, it actually runs a little better on the PS5. It's not necessarily about the power. It's as much as it's about the the um, I don't know, system's ability to maintain and run, 
which I want to talk about that because I had a very interesting experience with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Having I've played it both on my PS4 mm. and on my PS5, and we'll talk about that in gotcha. a minute. Gotcha. Well, and I do think um, along that point of the games and watching them close, like it is kind of crazy how much, like, don't get me wrong, the PS5 touting it's like SSD is like blazing fast, but like the Series X loads like a second, like behind it. And it's right. like, that's pretty quick too. Right. That's pretty matter. awesome. It's like, I mean, yes, very minuscule. And there are some like backwards compatible games that load faster on the Series X oh, yeah. than the PlayStation 5. Well, and then there are, yeah, like the moments that they have, like you said, even just like the little, like every now and then you're like, eh, Series X has a little bit of the edge. Eh, PS5 has a little bit of the edge, but it's nothing like confounding of right. like, oh which my was, gosh. Which was the, you know, when it got to the end of not the PS4, Xbox One cycle, but the 360 and the PS3 was. They were so close. Like, it didn't matter. Like, they just... PlayStation or Sony just effed up everything with the PlayStation 3 in its first two-thirds of its life cycle. And then the, the last third, it just kicked everything in gear. All the developers finally figured out how the system worked. Um, their proprietary, you know, whatever the crap that they did with their PS3. And by the time that it was over... Like you couldn't tell the difference between the mm-hmm. games they were selling, mm-hmm. you know, product. And it's it, and, you know PS4. I mean, the only reason, and I, I don't want to put. Well, I'm not gonna say the only reason. A large chunk of the reason the PS4 dominated this past gen is because of how they both came out of the gate and the announcements and the Agreed. way they handled it. And it, which is is kind of, kind of sucks for Microsoft, but they've been doing damage control since ever that since, time. Ever since. We're the, their new console is launched, and they're still recovering from the damage control from that. Mm-hmm. But like, there's really the big difference. You're never going to see it. You're really never going to see it. Like between mm-hmm. the two consoles, we've hit that point where. So look, it's so much so that there's not big of a difference. This is where the difference lies: the controllers, mm-hmm. and that's where like Sony came out this generation and said, "Look, we're going to put out a really hard, a powerful console." But we're trying to change it up a little bit. We want you to experience better. We're focusing on the controller. And so far, it's been a big kicker. Everybody's like, you know, I know Microsoft's got the most powerful console right now, but there's just a little that's bit of something different. That's the piece that's being talked about. That's the piece that's being talked about is, you know, Microsoft's powerful, but, man, this controller really changes the way they, the games are playing on PlayStation. But visually, like, they're going to be so close. It doesn't yeah. matter anymore. You know, one thing I am really excited about with both systems is that everything I've read so far has been that backwards compatible games play better. They do both. Of, and that's both just of them. like, it kind of excites me because I do, you know, series X and PlayStation five, like series X, the quick resume thing is like perfect. Cause I jump around a lot in my games. Right. And I think even the other day, well, shoot, even just playing with you guys last night, I'm like, man, could you imagine if I just had all the, yeah, like, I, I think that. you said it, I said if I had all, like, the man, boxes, have all the jack boxes and just, I could like a load it, load it, load it in like a few seconds. And not that it took a long time, but the well, fact no. that it was like, would be in a suspended state would be right. kind of nice. And then there were a couple games, um, that I, I kind of have been jumping through and I'm like, man, it would be nice that like, cause Kai usually, my son usually plays a different game than I do. I don't, I'm not a Fortnite player. Right. I mean, I can enjoy it, appreciate what it does, but I don't play it, but he does. Right. And we share the same account. And so Just leave it open. And yeah, so then he's playing that. And so then I'm like, well, if I had, a, if I was playing another game, it'd be nice to just like hop in and there it was and I have no load. And just kind of take that time, and I'm just like, and just like fast travel. Oh, like I kept thinking back to playing like Oblivion on 360. I, it like 
every time you opened a door, you're like, right. and if you're like, F, I didn't need to go through that door. And right. you're just like, okay. Sky, I'm, wanting to, I'm wanting to play Skyrim on the, the PS5 just so that I can see yeah. some of those the transitions. Features. Oh, yeah. Um, we downloaded Minecraft draw distance for days. It's yeah. just, it's all. Yeah. Plus, I don't even think they've released their their update for Minecraft that's supposed to like on both systems to really kick it off. Um, It's just fun to, it's nice to have like, to be excited about like, Oh man, when I do get this, all the existing stuff I'm going to, I have is going to run faster and probably look a little bit better. And I guess, I guess um, there was an interview, they were talking about quick resume Sony. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like the one thing Mm -hmm. they never said they did or didn't have it, I guess. And it was just kind of assumed they had something similar. Yeah. Um, And I was playing with it. I was, so I watched a whole bunch of videos on quick resume and I was like, I'm curious. So like I opened up Spider-Man Miles Morales, got all the way to the menu. And then I, um, what was the game? Oh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm -hmm. I loaded it. And like within seconds, I was at the menu. So it's like, no, not as fast as quick resume by no means. Mm -hmm. But we're talking like seconds. Well, once, yeah, once again, well, and think about what we've put up through. So like the other day, I mean, I think. What was I? Maybe I just was watching a video of Miles Morales loading and on an old PS4, and it was like two and a half minutes. Right. I was like, two and a half minutes? Yeah. And you're just sitting there waiting for this, right. and like, you know, on PS5, what does it do? Oh, like it, 18 seconds for the total right. load up in I, the game. So playing. I started playing Miles Morales for you guys. I hadn't, I still hadn't touched it yet until like 1:30, and um, I was like, I, I was like, I'm gonna do this. And Logan sitting next to me, like, whoa. Because I guess he didn't realize I had the game. And I guess he didn't realize the game was focused around Miles. So, like, it, when you scroll on the PlayStation 5, when you scroll over to whatever icon is on the menu, it has a, its default background, which has got the picture of Miles in his mid-jump. And he was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's the new Spider-Man game, but it's Miles Morales. And he's like, that is awesome. So I loaded it. And I was like, I'm just going to let this load to the menu real quick. And I was on my phone doing something. And then all of a sudden I looked up and I was like, oh, crap, I'm on the menu. I wasn't expecting it. Well, then I hit new game, new game, go. And it just loaded straight into the game. Like, because the, the menu screen is miles on a bus or on a um, subway, uh, car. subway car on his phone holding onto a bar. You pick and load your button. Or this is from start. And the game just continues. He gets off the subway, mm-hmm. starts doing his thing, and I've watched the video of people loading it from in-game, and it like, the screen goes to the pick your save, you pick your save, screen goes dark, I'm like less than two seconds, mm-hmm. and then you're well, and even the fast somewhere. travel, I watched that, and it was like before you get like a little animation of Spider-Man riding a subway car, right? And I think it was like twelve seconds, and then it was like the new one, it's like none, you're, right. you don't even you're see there. the subway, right? Which is cool. I'm just, I'm so happy these systems are out. I am. I I'm am like, too. I've been waiting all damn year, like since things have come you out. Remember there was like, a time we didn't think either of these systems. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, well, let's be honest now. Don't you feel like they are a little bit half baked in some areas? Oh, they are. So I am, Could they have done better had they given it another <clears throat> six months agreed. to a year? Agreed. So I've been thinking about something. Um, Animal Crossing. I'm going to use Animal Crossing in relation to the PlayStation 5 for a second. Because, I, and granted, you're going to hear a lot of me talk about Pixel 5. I don't have a Series X. I don't have a Series S. So that's just my cabot is I can tell people, I can talk about the PlayStation 5. So 
Animal Crossing was released, and every they've been they were like, we're gonna give you updates like every quarter. There's all this other stuff, and they're adding things. Here's what uh, here's the reality of what Animal Crossing did. Animal Crossing wanted to release or hit a release date. They released their game. And then all the shit that should have been in the game from the minute it was released is being added over the course of every quarter for the first year and a half. Because really, before the first update of this game started, you were completely, you could completely be done with nothing to do other than in-game stuff within a week. And there was just kind of like, and that's with fast travel in the game. Um, if you did day by day, depending on how much you wanted to sit in there and do stuff, you could probably have it done in one day if you really wanted to put the effort in. Um, maybe two or three at the most. Sony wanted to hit a release date. And this is not a knock. It's just I think this is what COVID did to both these systems this year. They got a whole bunch of shit on that was good and awesome, and they released it. But quick resume they've said well if there's a demand we'll add it it's addable they know that um they're going to fine-tune the controller as it goes you know it's kind of i think the controller is really going to be beta tested through the people of the early Mm -hmm. adapters of the playstation 5 well and yeah talking to your piece about like the controller with the adaptive triggers you know we both got a chance to use it and we you know you were talking about how you've watched down the breakdown which i've seen i've seen the part where like it's a little like kind of plastic looking corkscrew basically right. With that helps gears control. that go through it. Yeah. The right. gears that go through it, that kind of control the tension basically. And I thought the sentiment that you said before you spoke about it, which is, I hope that's good plastic. Right. I hope it's not going to like be one of those things. Cause it was cool. Like it was cool kind of having it click and, you know, kind of like go, it did feel kind of for me, I was like, is this just going to be a gimmick for a bit? And then right. be gone. we'll see, we'll see how, We'll see it's, how the it's wholly dependent on how the developers exactly how they use it and everything. But I do have the thought. I'm like, well, shoot, what if, you know, the way that corkscrew is, I don't know, you know, exactly how it works, but if right. someone were to jam it really hard when it was giving you good pressure, or could one, you skip the, or one good mad and throw? Yeah, exactly. Like if you like, like skip the links, right? Like say you skip the links or that plastic, like, you know, like gets jacked up. It's like, do you all of a sudden now have a PS5 controller with a trigger that doesn't work or is just like springy and loose who, right. or doesn't move? Who knows? Let's, let's go ahead and jump into our impressions of some stuff. Kay. So let's start with the controller since we're talking about the controllers. Let's, yeah. Let's do, we'll do DualShock or DualSense and then we'll okay. go to the Xbox because I have a lot of thoughts on the Xbox. Okay. Um, so we played Astro's Playroom. Um, Sam went with me. Sam was my bodyguard when I went picked up. I know. Side. I pulled up real quick as soon as he got <laughs> down with the console. Do this. I was going to try to um, do one of those cool. Sam hung but... out. Uh, I set it up. We sat and talked. We played Astro's Playroom a little bit. Played about two seconds of Bug Snacks, um, which I, I do want to get with you and do some videos <laughs> of you right. playing Bug Snacks. Um, but as a whole, um, what do you think of the controller? It's nice. It's an improvement over the DualSense Four. Basically, Dual Shock 4. It's an improvement over that. For me, it's a little bit larger, I think, than the Dual Shock 4. It has yeah. a little bit more heft to it. Not just the shape, but because yeah. it, it is. It, see, that's the thing. I feel like it's more of a shape issue than mm-hmm. it is overall. Yeah, absolutely. Larger. If you compare these together, they look, they're, you know, 
silhouette looks similar. When you put them together, you're like, wow, this feels more comfortable. And I've always been more of an Xbox controller guy. It just, I have like, the form factor fit better in my hand. I will, I agree with you a hundred percent that the OG Xbox one controller, but like the, the, (laughs) but the, um, bumpers yeah. like I, I i never liked them i was like they felt like kind of off and a little bit too raised they've gotten it better as they've made new ones but the way that the uh dual sense five or whatever you call it, just dual sense just dual sense like feels feels good in the hand um you know the not offset sticks i play playstation 4 but it's like i it's like feels pretty good the way they're set the d-pads functional as a d-pad um, for the cardinal directions, but that's right. about it. And then the triggers and the um, bumpers feel good. So how do you feel about the adaptive triggers? That's kind of like, I feel like they're good, but I wonder if it's going to be a gimmick or is it going to be something cool that they'll bring into it? I need to see more, see more as they it. go with it. You know, as I was talking with um, Brent about the adaptive triggers, because he has a PS5 as well, he's like, man, they've, that's amazing. And I even said, I said, I just don't want it to be a gimmick. He's like, no, I don't think so. I think they'll do some interesting things, and I hope they do, but it's kind of like uh, new concepts and ideas when they first come out. Expe- Nintendo's really bad about this, I think, personally. Right. They bring out a new idea and concept, and then they kind of abandon it. You mean the ice cubes in the controller? Right, the- exactly. You don't ever see it again. Right. Where it is up to the developers to make something with us. Now, I think from what I've seen, the developers seem excited about right. the dual sense. I, I think you can almost guarantee that any PlayStation developer is going to automatically, because I'm sure there's a directive, make whatever game you want. You need to try to incorporate the controller yeah. into it. Well, and the Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty has talked about how every gun is supposed to have a different feel. Different feel to it. Which is cool to right. be like, wow, that'll be neat to be like, I know what gun I'm firing based on how the trigger feels. Right. So how do you feel about the haptics? Just the vibrations and the control? It's good. The way it's it good. Works? Whenever uh, Astro's running on the surfaces and it like tingles behind each hand. You feel the little itty Yeah. Bitty. Like you feel like a little pitter patter um, left or right, depending on what his footer, you know, his is hitting the ground. Um, I always, even with the PlayStation 4 controller, I like the speaker feedback that you would get. Because right. I always thought it was just kind of like, uh, nothing to immerse me more into it, but kind of a cool little idea. Right. I was always like, oh, and that's it, neat. It's tenfold on this thing yeah. with the, the way it does it. Um, there's a couple of things. And my favorite on. part, of course, blown into the controller. Blowing <laughs> into the controller. Yes. Um, so how do you feel about it? So I, I really like the controller. I like the way it feels in my hand more. It kind of more reminds me of a 360 controller. And it, and it fixes, size-wise, there is very similar to the Xbox controller. It fixes and it has all the things I dislike of the OG Xbox One controller. I just, like the way it fits in my hand, the the bumpers and the triggers are way better for me. Um, I've never, the Offset 6, my first, before before Xbox ever was released, the original DualShock controller on the, the original PlayStation, this has always been something I'm used to. So I never, until it wasn't until the 360 where I had the offsets. So it never really bothers mm-hmm. me. It's just not a thing. Yeah, I think it's kind of a personal preference right. there. Um, I hope, I do hope developers use, don't, I don't want it to be a gimmick either. Yeah. Um, I hope the triggers, because the different things in Astro's Playroom that I really like. So there's one of the levels, which I want you to try at some point, is the, um, there's rain, it's raining. And Astro has a little um, umbrella hat on. And not only do you have the sound of the rain hitting the umbrella coming through the controller, but you feel on the top half of the controller the pellets of rain hitting your head. And it was like, I stopped for a second. It was was like, 
well, I really like that. I don't know why I like that, but mm-hmm. I like that. And there's a part where you're in a ball suit mm-hmm. and you're rolling around and you go through sand and you're using this, the touchpad to roll the ball. And even though you're using the touchpad to roll the ball, you get into the sand and it just, hmm. it gives you the sensation like it's not easy to move this right. in the sand. Um, and then there's a sludge thing that you have to walk through at one point and the whole controller gets a little like you're trudging through <laughs> a sludge thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like it kind of missed an opportunity. So I had an idea for a cool way to incorporate these with Miles Morales. And I, so I played Miles Morales a little bit uh, before you got here. So I had, I had a cool idea. Of, so you shoot your web to a building, right? And then you start to swing. Well, you use the, if you've never played Spider-Man, you use the right trigger to shoot your web. And as you swing, I thought it'd be cool is as you, you went down through kind your of that pendulum. apex, the, the, like, you could hear the sound of like the webbing pull tight and maybe the, the trigger start kicking back at you. Yeah. Like, pulling, I, like it's pulling. Like, as soon as you started talking, I was, I was like, like I was like, I hope they do that. And then like you, there's a, you can also um, shoot your web and grab things and swing them around you. It'd be really cool if you did that. And then as you start to do this, you get, and you get the sound effect and then like these tighten up a little, depending on what direction mm-hmm. you're throwing. I was like, but the Astros playroom just made that more of a right. If you have if you have somebody in the room to say that, and mm. they can code it, I think it just adds a completely different mm. level to the game. Well, and that's one of the things like Astros playroom is such a good proof of concept game that like is yeah. fun and also shows you what the new controller is capable of. And say that had not shipped. I don't think we'd be hearing about the controller as much. Right. We'd be here like, oh, the adaptive triggers are, are cool. But the fact that they showed you, look at what it can do. Look right. at what it's capable of. That's the big diff- like the big game changer as far as when you compare the control like the consoles side by side. Right. Xbox doesn't have anything. I don't PlayStation actually, 5 does. Let me grab my sons. So, you know. Ugh, just gonna do a little stretching out here. Okay. And it is, I think. So I grabbed my oldest DualShock. Well, no, it's not. Okay. So here's a weird, and I don't know why. It, it could just be placement. Because the PlayStation button on the DualShock 4 is at the bottom right here. So it's a quick quick press. This is, so this is one of the things I don't like. Right there on this is the mute button on the microphone. If you, if you look at it, I'm handing the controllers the thing. So if you go to hit that PlayStation button real quick, if you and you are used to playing a DualShock, and you go to you, you probably just screwed them up upstairs. <laughs> Sam just pushed the power button on the the PlayStation Five controller, and they're probably whoops. Anyways, so I keep missing. So the, so now the PlayStation button is the shape of the PlayStation logo, but it's higher up and in the middle, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason to hit it, I keep doing this. Mm. And I'm like, I don't like the placement of the PlayStation button. Yeah. And it's screwing with me. Um, the fan mechanic blowing into it is very <laughs> interesting. And I think it's cool for what they used it for in Astro's Playroom. Yeah. I can't logically see. Sorry. You, I'm going to go ahead and give you How's the uh, battery right. life been on it? Um, so... Because I've heard that when, when things are really like being used, right. like the battery life can be drained pretty quickly. So I can't really answer that, and I'm going to tell you why. So we got it Thursday. 
we played it while we were at lunch, right? Mm-hmm. I got to play it for 10 minutes Thursday night. I really had no time. My work has been horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, I got home, ate dinner. We did Thunder Games. I played for 30 minutes after, went to bed. Hey, future Brandon here. So Sam and I had been talking about um, the battery life for the PS5 controller when I had gotten a phone call from work and had to jump off and we kind of had a mini break. We went back and I couldn't remember what the hell I was talking about. But I just wanted to uh, expunge a little bit on what I had been talking about in terms of the battery life. At the time, I wasn't able to judge the PS5 controller because I had played it so little by the time we had gotten to record because of life um i will say having said or having put in time with astra's playroom a lot and a lot of time into uh miles morales and uh bug snacks at this point that's from time you'll be hearing this there's still a little bit of challenge on the battery life yes it is better than the ps4 battery life but uh astra's playroom because it utilizes so much of the features of the dual sense seemed to burn through the battery a little quicker than I anticipated. But Miles Morales and Bugsnacks, which still utilized the features, not to the extent of Astro's Playroom for obvious reasons, did not seem to fully zap the battery as much. Now, having said that, I have two controllers. I keep one charged. My kids play the PS5 as well. And throughout the days and the usage, they get the two controllers get swapped on and off the charger a lot. So it is still kind of hard to give you a full review of the battery life of the controller as I don't even know if the controller I'm using when it gets low is the same controller I was using before, mostly because of my children. But I will say, um, if the game is going to be utilizing more of the features like Astro's Playroom utilized, then you're still going to be fighting some battery life. And I think that might be something they can update via updating the controller um, with software and maybe down the line. I don't know. We'll see how it happens. And I think it also depends on, you can scale back how um, much the controller uses and relies on the sensitivity of the haptics and the rumble because there's settings you can go through and change. I keep mine on max because I want to fully experience what I think they're the developers wanting me to experience. But um, you can also adjust those and it might extend the battery life. I don't know. We'll see how it behaves further down the line. Um, and when games like Call of Duty put in the, the different gun mechanics and there you really utilize a little bit more, we'll, I think we'll see then. So uh, back to the episode. So do you remember where we were at? So we were talking about the controller. Uh, you were talking about hitting the PS button. Um, how he kind of goes in and hits. Yeah, I thought there was something and else. And then you were talking about liking how it feels going through different, you know, areas on the in the game, sand, yeah. mud. We're gonna call that done. I'll say. So to, to wrap up my opinions of the controller, it is it is really good. They're just little nitpicks I have mm-hmm. with it. I I have I do share your same thing. I hope it doesn't become a, a gimmick. gimmick. Yeah. Um. I'm pretty sure every PlayStation made game will have something. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of whether, like you said, Call of Duty is doing something. Um, I don't know if Valhalla is doing anything. Um, I'll get into that in a little. I haven't actually played a lot of it, but I have played it on the PlayStation 5. Yeah. So it's just a matter of what you're relying on the company to incorporate right. it. Right. 
Well, so, and I think on the plus side, there has not been any reports of the controller being broken that I've seen. Right. And I feel like that would be something that would be talked about that yeah. more people would be doing by mistake because they would be jamming on the, the button. There so. needs to be somebody to try to break it. Yeah. Which you know that they've had internal testing oh, to yeah. try to do. I'm sure so they have. It's one of those things. But So the Xbox One or Xbox Series X slash S controller, what are your thoughts on it? I love it, man. It's you know, it's like the pinnacle of like where I wanted the controller to evolve to. Like it's it's one of those the improvements I didn't know I wanted. Right. That I'm like, wow. What's so? What's your favorite change to the controller? Um, it's not, and we're not talking like they reinvented the wheel. With the no, controller. no, 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 not they at all. They basically have they took the Xbox One controller and went, how do we fix it? Yeah, is basically how I feel what they did. Favorite thing. Share button, which I know it's something that you know PlayStation's had on the you know DualSense right. for, is nor DualShock. Man, I'm never gonna what, get that it's one. Fine. But the, it's nice to use, and it works. It goes retrofits into the Xbox. I wanted to ask, one, does it work on the it Xbox does. One? Cool. It does. Which I was like, that's awesome, because I wasn't sure it was going to. I didn't hear anywhere talk about if it worked on the older consoles. Just I knew it worked on the Series X and Series S. Does it work as in like? It does what it like if you click it and it does what it's supposed to do when you click it, or does yeah. it open up a menu nope. or do anything? No menu. You click it, it takes a picture. You hold it down, it takes a video. Simple as that. Very and I simple. was like, that's what I wanted. Because one right. of the things I hated is I'd have something cool happen and you'd have to hit the you know Xbox button. I knew X was recorded, so you'd right. hit X or Y to take a picture. Right. And then it would close you. But it would like take you out for a second. And now it's just a simple, seamless right. button push. Boom, there um, you go. And, and I knew you didn't know it, but it also had those. The DualShock 4 has those features where you can set it to where one click and it just mm-hmm. takes a picture. Two clicks, it'll start recording. Yeah. You know, hold it. It'll do something. Um, I, it's one of those things I feel it's almost like they took their, their idea and made it better. Made right. it better for the Xbox. For, for the Xbox Yeah, of what system. they had, of just being like, this is what it is, this is what it does. There you go. Right, yeah. And I was like, here's sweet. The, here's this stripped down to doing just what yeah. we want. All we wanted to do is and take a picture and video. The video and picture system was probably one of my favorite new features this last gen. Right. Loved it. Because how many times all would time. I be playing a game and be like, man... I wish I could show my friends what happened. I yep. wish I could do, you know, like let them know and be like, look at what, this is crazy. And then all of a sudden it was possible. And I have, you know, clips recorded from years ago when I first got it of just being like, look what happened. I can show you what I did and how this played out. And it is just so cool. And the way they've integrated it onto the phones and the apps now too right. is great. Cause like me and my buddies would be sitting there and he'd be like showing me like, oh, check out this PUBG clip that, you know, I had where we, you know, came up on these four guys and just mowed them down and i'm like this is this is the age i wanted to live in because too often it'd be like we talk about it and i was like that sounds crazy but you can never show anybody right now you can now you can um and now it's easier and they they textured the controller oh it's so and it feels so I good really, i really like the texture it's not yeah. an intrusive texture and, and honestly it. when you're holding it and you're just pushing the buttons it's just there yeah but when you're actually thinking about it you're like yep there's the grip yeah. So um, they also modified the bumper and triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, just enough. Just enough. I, I've, and I've already said this under time to Sam. I hate the bumpers and the triggers on the Xbox One I, controller. Like I just, I have to agree. Like the, the, the bumpers especially. It, which was funny because one of the transitions that I liked that they made on the PlayStation, the DualSense and the DualShock was I felt they widened the, the bumper button, which would be the R1 or L1, a hair. 
Yeah. And it made it, and I didn't realize how much I liked that. Yeah. Like I've never had a problem switching on the DualShock, but on the DualSense, I was like, they widened it just mm-hmm. a hair. Well, and especially on, from the DualShock 3, oh, the, it was such better because the DualShock 3 had like the concave, convex right. like triggers, which was like, no, that's terrible. Right. Like I want to like make my finger to seat into that. But the, um, the, the buttons, so my biggest issue with the Xbox One controller, with the bumpers, is they're just plastic. It feels like a hard plastic, and sometimes I couldn't feel if I'd clicked it. Mm-hmm. And whereas this is, it's, a, it's not that, it's a matte plastic. It doesn't look shiny, and it doesn't feel breakable. Yeah. And the, it's in a good spot to just mm-hmm. real quick hit the button at the front and go back. Now, do you, are you a two-finger button person, or are you a one? I don't know what so you like, mean I've exactly. Watched, so I watch Austin do it, and he he holds both. Oh he, no 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 one one. Right yeah I I, 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 I can't do that. Yeah That's I don't too do many, that. Um, which, but I watch. I mean, the way people hold different. Some people, people have you ever heard choice. of the claw? Yes, I've heard of. And the it's claw. insane. Like good, like Halo pay, players back in the day that would use the claw method, and it's right just nuts to um, me. Andrew WK apparently has a very weird method. You should look that up. How okay. Andrew WK actually holds a controller when he plays it. It's really yeah. freaking weird. But no. Um, and to be fair, with this controller too, I got the shock blue one. It just looks it good. I <laughs> the colors they like like put together on it. Is so just like, I had seen pictures of this, and I was like, okay, it's a blue controller. I was like, I have a blue DualShock. Who cares? Like, what's the what's the deal? It is so much different in person. Yeah. When you posted that video in the in the chat group, I was like, well, that looks pretty. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. Why? And yeah. then I and then I googled some of the pictures I'd looked at, and I'm like. Why does it look so much better in this video he sent me? And then you handed it to me, and I was like, this is a really nice controller. Yeah. Well, and that's the funny thing. So I've never been a person that's really cared all that much about, like, the customization of my controller or the box or anything themselves. And then I was just like, well, I like blue's my favorite color. So I was like, we need a new controller. I want to get the Series X one. And then so when I went and got it, and then when I opened it, and there was just something that I was like, this stands out from everything else I have. And I'm just like... I think I kind of like a little bit more customization. And so my kids have already been like, we need another one because <laughs> the one that drifts, I mean, now we've got enough for four players, right. but the one that drifts, somebody will always get that one. So I'm like, well, maybe I'll get another one eventually when they maybe bring back the customization thing. Right. Um, Which and, you know the reason they took it down is because they're remapping it. Oh, 100%. The, they said in 2021, it's going to be back up and okay. some of the color combinations were so crazy. I got, before it was released in the U.S., they had they the Japanese market got the red PlayStation DualShock, mm-hmm. and um, Austin was like a red controller. I love it. It's his favorite. Red is his favorite color. Ah, gotcha. But we couldn't find it anywhere locally, and I looked it up, and it was going to be a while. So for his birthday, I ordered it from Japan. Oh dang! And, and it was like is you know about a month ago, he came upstairs and goes, "My controller is broken." I was like, "What?" And and this is what made me immediately think of the DualSense controller. The R two button is broken. Like it's like if you put your finger on it and move it left to right, it wiggles. Gotcha. And it like you go to push down, it kind of goes in into the side. And I was like, "Oh, well, I was like, when you buy and I, I so I bought him that when it, before he bought his own PlayStation Four. So it was his controller on my PlayStation. He had a red one." And so then when he got his new, when he bought his own PlayStation, he was, that was the control he used and his black one that came with it 
was upstairs. So we always had three controllers upstairs and one down here. Well, then it was like, okay, well, here's your black controller back. So the first week of school this year, somebody, something he assigned, like, what is his favorite thing he owns? And it, his answer was my red PlayStation 4 controller because my dad got it from Japan before it was even available. Unfortunately, Aww. it's broken and I yeah. can't. Dang. So I'm actually, like, trying to find another one. Either I'm going to get another one of those or I'll try to find a PS5 custom one. It would be red because I know he would like it. I will say when they start color coming out with some of the color combinations for the dual sense. Oh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really nice. It's going to be awesome. I like, have you seen the, uh, which is weird because it's not a color I like, but I, for whatever reason, I really like it. The teal and Jade DualShock 4 controller. I'll have to show that to you later. Like it's one of those, like I like heard about it and I was like, and it's apparently really popular. And I was like, eh, I don't like those colors together. I saw it at Walmart the other day, and I was like, I kind of like the way that looks, like in a controller. But, yeah, when people start – and then that's the other thing with the DualSense controller, the hard plastic that wraps around the bottom underneath. Everyone said it's easy. I've watched it take off. So this morning when I was the only one out there, I was curious, and I went like this to the to the edge of the black, and I was able to get my fingernail under it, and I could, and it does. It, I didn't pull it off because I'm like, I'm not fucking on my controller. But – and I, I immediately pulled up a video, and it just pops off. And this guy, um, I don't remember who he is on YouTube. He was doing an interview, and he had a PS5 sitting next to him that was red and, like, bright blue and had a spider decal on it. And I was like, what did this guy do? And he, go, he starts talking about it. He goes, the material that's on the PlayStation 5 shell and, and the color it is, it, it holds color mm-hmm. and paint super easy. I took a pair of, or he said I took some blue vinyl and just wrapped the front black plastic in it. And then I popped off the shells because it's really easy to pull. I just like really pull a little bit and it just pops off. Have you tried that? I want to, but I'm afraid to because Austin Evans on YouTube Mm -hmm. was like, I've heard this is really easy. And he did it too hard and scraped up the entire inside mm. of the PlayStation 5 because he didn't realize how easy it really was oh, to gotcha. do it. Kind of went with a little too much force. Right. So when he did it, it popped. We'll do it before I leave. No, it, <laughs> it popped up and then he kept pushing and the notches on the inside scraped the uh. plastic. And I was like, but then he flipped it over and did the bottom half and it just, he was like, okay, now that I know what I'm doing and boom. But the, the one guy was like, this holds paint really easily. Like it didn't take anything. And mm-hmm. Like you could do this in like two seconds. Like if you have the the paint to do it, this is easily customizable. Like it's, so when they start releasing now, PlayStation Sony shut down that one plate station plate station website, um, which is which is interesting that they did that. But they, which makes me think they're going to start releasing their own. Oh, one hundred percent. They're and going, so, of course. Right. But yeah, when when people start either not only modifying controllers and stuff themselves, but you know, and even uh, so, oh, I don't remember the name of it. So there's a fast food restaurant that posted said, screw it, we're doing it. And had a picture of an Xbox Series X controller next to a box of what I think is ch- maybe fried chicken. Um, they were going to make a custom Xbox Series X box that looked like a box of their fried chicken and color the controller. It was like, retweet and follow. For, and I was like, hell yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll take it, whatever. I'll take the free Xbox if I can win it. Right. But, but yeah, in which really, the Series X also lends itself. 
it's just a box. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no nothing oh, yeah. to it. Like they, I'm surprised there isn't more customizable. Maybe just the black color of it makes it a little bit more difficult. You know, being completely black True. versus a white, which True. will you know take color better. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think the controllers are both good. Mm-hmm. Even even with the minimalistic of what was done with the Xbox Series X controller, is still. Yeah. improves it so much and i'm totally just i was in awe at it yeah I, I you handed it to me and i was just like and the weight distribution is what really caught yes. me i was like yeah we i was just... like this is heavier and you're like eh. i'm like no this is heavier well and we looked it up <laughs> the new dual sense is 280 grams this one's 241 grams but they it said they distributed the weight more evenly so it's kind of on the wings with the series x controller right. so Not you can when you hear that you're like oh yeah I can yeah. feel it's both hands holding it, like kind of like the weight kind of in both. Where, yeah, I think the dual sense is still like middle heavy because you're like, okay, the wings don't feel quite as like hefty. And it does feel right. like there's maybe a little bit more weight distributed just right in the middle of it. Right. So, but it's pretty cool. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over some first impressions of some next gen games. Do it. Um, and feel free to ask me any questions you have. Kay. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, first, I want to talk about Astro's Playroom because we both played it. Yeah. So it is, I, I, I'm like 50% through the trophies already, but it's, it's a very fun, easy, kid-friendly game. My, both of my sons have been playing it. Um, it is seriously set to just showcase what the DualSense can do. Mm-hmm. But what it's more, what it is more, and what I didn't realize was going to actually like really get to me a little bit was when I was playing it today was it is an homage to PlayStation and their history. So every level, so there's four main levels, and each one is based around the PlayStation, each PlayStation console that's been released. And you collect puzzle pieces and artifacts while you play through. And when you finish a level, should I put spoilers on this? Yeah, absolutely. A little bit of spoilers, I guess. If you don't want to hear, I'm going to stop. I'll give you a couple seconds. Um Three, two, one. They're good. I'm good. Yeah. Anyways, so you finish a level and you get taken to a room where it has puzzle pieces and all the artifacts you collected and they're sectioned off. And it's so like for the PS, I'll do the PS uh, three because cooling springs is for the PS three. When I was done, everything that was released during the PS three era are the artifacts and they're represented in models, huge models that are bigger than the Astrobots, and they're sat in on the floor. And you can look at them, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And the puzzle pieces wrap the outside border edge of the wall, and it represents stuff from that era. And it's like a cool artwork thing. So now that I've finished all four of the main things, and I see all these things, and I'm like, I remember that thing. I remember. And, my, and so then this is a history lesson for my children because they're like, what's a multi tap? <laughs> I'm like, well, CSUN, you used to only be able to have two controllers plugged into a PlayStation, and they had to release this thing that was like, you know, and they were like, why does that controller look like that? Or why why are there three PlayStation 3s? I was like, well, this one is the original one. (laughs) This one was the first one that was mini, and then this one was the the slim. And then the one that really got them was, do you remember when they released the PS1? Mm -hmm. Not the the PlayStation, Mm -hmm. but the, the small PS1? Yeah. One of the artifacts is the um, attachable 
LCD screen that you could plug into the back and flip oh down. Gosh. And yeah. they were like, what is that? And I was like, oh my God, I forgot that thing existed. Yeah. And so it was like, and then when I unlocked the PS1, the it went from just sitting by itself to being plugged into it. And I was just, but I was just walking around all these artifacts. I'm That's like, cool. I remember this and I remember this and I remember this. Yeah. And I was just like, this is really cool. It is the whole game is a love letter to PlayStation. Yeah. Kudos to the developers because that's what I've heard a lot is just like the nostalgia factor of bringing up like, wow, they really yeah. took took something simple and like ran with it. Yeah, and spread throughout all the levels are there's the whole thing is full of the little Astrobot guys, but depending on the the generation you're in depends on like anytime you see a guy with a camera. They're filming something that has to do with a game from that generation. So um, during the PS3 one, there's, I told you it was Reigns. Mm -hmm. There's a part where um, you're, I think it was the, yeah, that was the PS3 one. You're going through and the rain and there's a little guy filming something. It's a little origami thing sitting there. <laughs> and I went, heavy rain. Heavy rain. Yeah. I remember that. And it's in the yeah. rainy thing. That's clever. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like little things like that. In the main part of Cooling Springs, when you jump in, there's a little boat with one guy that looks like um, Kratos. Uh, Kratos and a guy that looks like a tra uh, I don't remember his name. I don't know. The kid. Boy. <laughs> Loki. And they're just floating. Loki. Big spoilers. Lo yeah. They're <laughs> big spoilers. Just floating in the water. And they're just spread throughout this whole thing. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Austin found Aloy while he was playing. Yeah. He was like, look at that. And then what was really funny was that he unlocked the uh, move controller as the, one of the artifacts. And he goes, look, that's the thing you use for the VR. And I, like, it's, it's called a move. I, I say it was initially made for the PlayStation Move. Well, yeah, for the VR. I'm like, no. They adapted it for the VR. It was made for some really shitty thing called the PlayStation move. But they're like, they ask like, are you unlock a microphone? What's SingStar? And I'm like, Oh man. Oh, let's not talk about yeah. SingStar. Back like, in the day. Gaming, gaming stuff that is not real. Ugh. Yeah. But, but it's cool that for them to include it. And especially with PlayStation's history to have something available like that as right. a, here's our new controller. We're showcasing it, but also we're going to show you some like kind of references back to yep. where we've come from. And I mean like some, crazy weird like wow i forgot about that game like just that's cool um but no i my my impressions of astro's playroom is it's it's worth i know it's a baked in game mm -hmm. but it is much more than that and it's worth I, well, it's, gonna, it's the wii sports it of is, playstation but 5 I would almost venture to say more fun than wii sports wii sports just got to a point where it was like this is not actually you know i would i'm gonna, I I'm gonna swap that and say wii, wii sports had more to it because of the age range of people that got yeah. involved playing it. That's kind of why I was kind of thinking about because it's like, well, I don't know. Like it just that like that was the blue ocean strategy from Nintendo. Right. Get everybody involved, and it did it. Right. They they pulled it off. Yeah. So so um I think if, if my anyone, mom was introduced to Astro's Playroom, she'd be like, eh. Right. But she played Wii Sports. Right. Exactly. So. so. I, I take back and I swap what I said. Um, so if anybody who picks up PS5, don't take Astro's Playroom for granted. Don't immediately delete it. Play it. If anything, maybe you'll learn something about PlayStation if you didn't have it before. Um, so I'm going to talk about a little bit about Watch Dogs Legion. I have not played it on my PS5 yet, but I have played it on the PS4. As a person who loved Watch Dogs 2, 
I am very meh so far on Legion. Mm, that's too bad. And it's, but, and I'm going to preface this, and I'll explain why with AC Valhalla, with Assassin's Creed Valhalla is what I think is gonna, happening. What I think happened to me with AC Valhalla is what I think will happen with Legion. And I'll explain that when I get to it. But um, it's, it's the same type of style of game. You're in London. You're running around. Um, it's, it's a little tight. You're getting that end point of a generation where are you, did the developer make the game for this generation or did they make it for the next one? Which is my issue with Valhalla. And I'll explain why I think they did it the other way. But it's just, I don't know. I'm not, it's not based around a single character. Mm-hmm. You're the character. Yeah. Right? And in the, in Watch Dogs 2, it's based around a specific person. And his story, and I, I get more engaged in those type of games where I'm focused and I, I'm supposed to care about and help him progress through his story that's a part of the bigger universe. This one is just pick your person and go through it how you want to do it and play it however you want. And it's like, because literally everybody, you can play as anybody in the game. And it's like so hard to get into. And well, and that's a lot of the knocks I've heard against it is it's a fun world to kind of fool around in, but when you don't have a chaos, in. yeah, when you don't have a story that's like cohesive because you do, you are playing as all these different characters. It's kind of like, which, how much have you played of it so far? Um, I think I've played, I could probably tell you because yeah. of the app, but, um, I think I've played probably like four or five hours. Um, for some reason, I just, yeah, it, it, it really is. There is, there is a story, but it's not a person's story. It's the story of something yeah, that's happening. And sometimes like, don't get me wrong. Like if uncharted four didn't have the story behind it, I don't know that I'd be as compelled to be pulled, you know, to right. be enjoyed. If you were just like randomly jumping through these like treasure hunter stories, I'd be like, okay, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's really going to like make me that interested though. Yeah. I think, I think while their idea of what they were doing is really cool, I think they still could have put a single person as a, as your, your hero and done what you were doing around you and just kind of had everybody. You know, you you know what I've heard actually can help what Iron Man mode. Meaning, um, if you lose a character, they're gone. Oh, permadeath? Yeah. I think there is permadeath. In, there is, it? but you have to you have to select it. I don't know if it's when you oh, start. Oh, yeah, that's right. You have I've, to select it. I've heard that wanted. like from some people that have played it that have had problems with like, oh man, I'm not as excited because it's not one character I'm following their story. Right. It's then all of a sudden becomes, "Ooh, I like really like this character I have. They've got good perks. I don't want to lose them." And so now the stress levels like intensified right. because it becomes more of a ex commie like I'm, I'm building a team and I want to keep those individuals alive. Right. And whereas from what I understand now with the normal version or the normal mode, if they're gone, they are either in pl- prison for a certain amount of time or they're in the hospital until they're, then they're back on your team. Right. After that. Whereas if it's iron mode, you're out of luck. You're out of luck. Yeah. Cause I tried recruiting this one guy who I liked all his stats and I got agitated because it's, it, you're following these steps and it doesn't, it doesn't do a good job of telling you like what to be prepared for as you go through your steps. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I was like doing my steps and I got out of this, out of the car when I thought my was done because I was it's still a van and bring it back to me. And I thought that was it. 
I get back, I get out of the car, and I, I don't realize happens is a whole bunch of bad guys run up on me and start firing on me because they were tra- it was a trap. Mm. But I wasn't expecting this. Right. And not only was I not expecting it, there was nothing to, there were no cues. Not there a were, not a heads up of like you like may want to come in here with or like yeah. you know be careful or no I, I wasn't file so th- so this is how and this is what really got me so here's how it was set up infiltrate steal escape go to final right so I'm like okay I know this type of mission I do this type of mission I start escaping they're chasing me I lose them and they give you that good job you cleared the thing now meet me back at whatever. So in normal mission structure, I'm all, I just got to drop off the package, which in this mm-hmm. case is the van. So I drop it off, and I, my whole guard is completely down. And the audio cues are so weird because everybody you talk to is through a, like an earpiece in-game. So for it was kind of like I can hear him talking, and I had the subtitles on, but there was no sense of urgency of like what was happening. And then next thing I know, a car rolls up, and everybody gets out from the people i just stole it from and start firing on me and i'm out public in the middle of this square in london and i'm like shit and i'm like trying to cycle through my guns and next thing i know i'm dead and then i die and i can no longer recruit that guy he's gone i respawn that mission was a failure i lost being able to recruit that guy that's weird and i'm like this is bothering me like it it made me go i'm done and i turned it off i was like i'll go back to it later i haven't gone back to it yet next time you'll be more careful next time well that (laughs) that is that is true next time i will be more careful yeah but at the same time i'm like (sighs) could you not have given me like a little like i don't know something there could be something on the way like hey you know this is be careful when you get here you know i don't know like you were spotted they probably suspect i had something to do with it something somewhere right it just it felt like it just killed it for me. Mm. Now, here's why I think in my opinion might change if I play it on next gen. So I have put in probably about three or four, eh, about five hours into um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And here are my issues I've had with Valhalla. The controller, the controls seem too tight. Like I'm more moving an object and not a person. Okay. Um, the boat travel was smooth, fine. Climbing felt a little rough, again, because I didn't feel like I was climbing as a person. I felt I was moving my object up. Mm-hmm. And it, I couldn't put my finger on why it was bothering me. The visuals and the cutscenes were very bland. And like even when they're talking, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like towards the end of a generation, they should have this perfected by now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, visually, it looked good. As good as this generation has gotten with games. Right. So I'm like, okay. But it just felt wooden. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. But I was liking the story. I was like, okay. The intro is really cool to the game. Kind of gets you one of those, yeah, kind of like, not quite to Ghost of Tsushima opening level type thing. But enough to where I was like, okay, I'm paying attention. Let's do this, you know. And then here's what happened. I got the PS5. I downloaded the PS5 because it's a free upgrade. Opened the game to where I was at. The game opened and the first thing I went was, holy shit, that's gorgeous. 
<laughs> like the entire world looked. I had literally two hours ago stopped at this point, downloaded the new version of the game, opened it on the PS5, and immediately I'm respawning to the same point, and I'm just like, night and day. Whoa! Right. Which is funny you say that because it was at night. <laughs> but the, here's the thing: at night on the PS4. It was dark and very like, yeah, yeah whatever. Right. I'm in the nighttime. I'm skulking around. That's, at night. We on, don't use the word skulk enough. We don't. Just saying. We don't. Well, well, yeah. At well night used. on the PS5, it was what you would imagine in like the time of the Vikings. It was still a little light. Mm-hmm. You could see a ways. The draw distance was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this looks way better. And Dave, who was sitting next to me, goes, well, it does look better. And then I started walking, and it felt like I was controlling a person. Mm. And I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, this is way better. And I start going through a city, and I'm jumping. I start climbing things. Right. I go to the next bit, which I know is a, a canned animation, and it was way smoother. It looked better. I started I, you know, doing some movement with swords, and it felt like a video game again. And it made me go, this game was not made for the PS4 and the Xbox right. One. This game was made for the Series X and the PS5. And then they downgraded it. And it suffers. Yeah. And not, and maybe not in a way most people would notice. But as somebody who plays these games, especially the style of game a lot, I noticed. And as soon as I started doing it, I was like... This is like, like I have literally not even done anything yet. And I'm like, this just feels better. Like, and Dave was like, you look like you're moving smoother. It's not as jarring of a thing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to spend some little more time playing Valhalla. Like I just haven't had the opportunity yet, but I was just like, and I'm wondering now that I had done all this. I'm wondering if Legion will be the same way. It may be. Because I got on today, before I started playing Miles Morales, and I opened up Legion, and I found the PS5 free upgrade, and I was like, download it, because I want to check this out, and I want to see if it works. So I'll update back on that at another okay. time, because I'm curious. Yeah. Because if it all just feels way smoother, it's just another thing where, which is hard when you're doing these console transitions, which one are you catering to? Oh, you, man. Have, you have to release right. it for the past generation, because that's where all the players are. Yeah. You're, the the new console is like it's the beta testers for the new yeah. hardware and they not a lot of people have oh them. yeah this is the, the the transition the first i feel like six months is rough because it is like that and then like even into a year you can kind of get that like uncanny valley on the old but like the news like not doesn't have the base yet right but it's gonna get there yeah um but uh, i like the story of valhalla i like where it's going um cool. it's very interesting i'm like okay I think you have the the stuff that I wanted to make me like it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a drinking game that's really fun, and you're, you're just battling who can drink. This is going to sound so stupid. They they pitched it as like a rapping type game, yeah. Where you get in these rhyme battles with somebody. I think I might get addicted to this game. Oh wow! It's so weird. Like I'm like this is pretty good. Like I can do this. There's also a um, dice game that Dave says reminds him a lot of. Uh, Gwent from Witcher 
Like he, that's he weird. Well, well, it's it's not. They're not similar, but to where people played Witcher and were like, "What is this side game? Oh, this is a fun game. I could sit here and just keep playing oh, this." Gotcha. And so in this dice game for him, I tried to play it once, and I was just wasn't focusing. I'm like, yeah. I, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of moving pieces, but um, hmm. I like the I like the story of the main character. Uh, the combat on next gen was really really good. Although I still don't. It's more of a dodge and hit and mm-hmm. not so much a free flow which the early assassin's creed game had the yeah. same free flow combat right i really like free flow combat in video games it's having said that um the next game it looks I, pretty it does the next game i played was miles morales so but yeah it's just kind of it, trans i need to play more on the ps5 because the, all the knocks i had on the ps4 i think are fixed on the new version of the that's console. cool that's good to hear so um, and you you saw me play a little bit of Miles Morales, which yeah, just it feels like second. Spider-Man. Yeah, looks but, like Spider-Man. But man, it does feel a little different swinging his miles. Um, he has his own animations. Mm-hmm. Um, I just unlocked his first electrical special normal move, which is like what they're showing in all the videos. Kind of makes you feel a little OP. I'm like, okay, this is nice. I got through the rhino battle, the first yeah. little mini boss thing. Um, I like what they're doing with the story. It does feel like in the music, the whole tone's different because it's Miles. So it's like, okay, it is its own little thing. So Yeah. Um, well, and they set it up so well with the end of the Spider-Man game on PS4. Oh, they did. Like with just like, oh, man, I could see like where they would, you know, how they would bring Miles into and where they could start being like, hey, he's going to have to be trained up because he doesn't have the abilities. Right. And it sounds like they're kind of, oh, so here I, you go. I have what a dream slash, or, okay, so I have a guess slash what I would like to see from the next Spider-Man. Would be really cool, is if, especially because of Miles Morales, is you you play through Miles Morales to get used to him, right? And then here's my Spider-Man Two pitch. Spider-Man Two is where you introduce Venom. Oh, that'd okay? be cool. And here's yeah. the thing: Venom takes over Peter. You swap. Say you play the first half of the game, swapping between Peter and Miles. Yeah. Doing different things, oh, dude, right? That'd be awesome. And then, and then. As Peter, yeah. you acquire the symbiote, you know, yeah. everything. And then you get to experience it as Peter doing symbiote, right? But by the end of the game, you have to beat Peter as Venom with Miles. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be a cool? Yeah. Like, and then throw in Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. And, and Goblin, I think, is my major, like, bad guy I would like to see mm-hmm. them put a little more time into. Um, I just, like, I was, I was thinking about that. Five minutes into playing the game, and I'm like, they need to set up for this. Where you're playing as both of the characters. And I didn't even think about Venom being in this world. Well, right. But that would be incredible. Um, But So you're playing as both of them through it, and then you you have to play as Peter fighting off the symbiote at some point. But then you have to play as Miles trying to save him. And then that opens up the possibility of, well, if you're just talking about like the suit coming on to spider-man you think you don't even have to involve venom possibly like venom right. you know like what's eddie brock, eddie brock yet but then you open up the possibility of carnage and all these other right. like oh my gosh did you see That'd the uh, the connection that they made between um the spider-man on ps4 and the marvel's avengers game no. so there's a line in when you see uh, the avengers tower for the first time in spider-man where he talks about, oh, they're always on the West Coast now, and you don't, I don't, you don't ever see them anymore. Well, where are they at in Marvel's Avengers? They're in San Francisco at their oh, gotcha. base. Yeah. So people were wondering if that was like a legit, a little bit of a. Right. Oh, that's cool. 
Uh, a little, little bit of tangent there. Did you see that Ubisoft lost an ass load of money? And they're pretty sure that's based, or not Ubisoft, Square Enix. And they're pretty sure it's based oh, off of uh, Marvel's Avengers. Marvel's Avengers. Because yeah. they said they underperformed, and then they said they lost like $70 million. Yeah. Well, like, and I was saw like something the other day that talked about their player base went from the tens of thousands to like 400. Oh, why? Well, and I'm just like, that's real bad. Yeah. So. I kind of. And see, here's. And I'm going to shock you probably. I don't know. Here's where I would rather Sony open up the Spider-Man game to everybody, mm-hmm. not just PlayStation, so that you can justify having Insomniac work on an Avengers game or having them like... Because if there is a new Avengers game that comes out made by Insomniac only for PlayStation, that pisses everybody off. Oh, 100%. And like, well, I would like to see more Marvel characters in the Spider-Man game. Yeah. I don't think it's fair to do that. So I'm like, work the deal like they're doing right. with the baseball game in the next year or so and like come up with some way to well, give Spider-Man to everybody. And the big, the very like hard thing about that is like, I'd like to know what did Marvel's Avengers sell on, you know, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. What was the total numbers? Right. And the number one selling game i think on playstation 4 has been spider-man and the last numbers i looked at you know we kind of chatted about this i don't know i'm not 100 percent sure it's spider-man but it was like we we talked about it the the number you saw was in the first four months right. of the game being out. so I, i'm curious of where it would be now like what is its total lifetime it sales and i'm pretty sure it's like 10 which when you look at once again the the amount of consoles out there is not that great and on top of that, when I found this, I looked up Halo yeah. 5, also around 8 or 9. 8 or 9. So there, so there is, like, the question of, like... That's if, why Game Pass is it up, so good of a Right, game. I know. And if you opened it up <laughs> a little bit, like, first of all, if, if you just doubled your sales of Spider-Man on, you know, Xbox and PlayStation, I mean, that's just more revenue overall. But then I guess then the question, I don't know, like you said, the fans would go bananas. I just don't think it would ever happen. Right. But man, I can I can kind of feel where you're coming from, yeah. especially with Marvel's Avengers underperforming as badly as it has. Right. And it's also tough because it's a game as a service, and, yeah, and it's, it sounds like not end, a ton of people. The end game that. didn't hold up like it. Correct. Probably. From what I understand, the story was very good. Yeah. I, I, it's a very. It seemed like a very mix. Either you loved it or you yeah. hated it. It was like. But then once you got through it, it was kind of like. What, eh. What's the point? Yeah. Right. And just, even the little thing that you and I played, the like beta thing, right. I was like, it was okay. It became very repetitive, even very, in that very, moment very, very, where I was like, this is fine, but I don't know that I want to like min max my character. I'd rather have it be like Spider Man, where it's like I'm going through. I'm not spending like credits to like get this piece of armor or whatever it's like you like unlock suits as you're just playing which is like awesome and then you kind of get those upgrade points i like that that um progress system better than getting these like little things upgrade even in god of war i don't didn't love the buying new armor to upgrade your stats just a little bit i'd rather have it be like here's your points you know, put them where you want them to upgrade yourself right even in a jedi fallen order i feel like that's the way it's going I don't know. Maybe there's something with the lightsaber I haven't really gotten into, but it seems like it's more like point based. Yeah, as far as your total, skills, it is total point it's based. like maybe the other stuffs a 
look like a you know aesthetic right. not a get a 10 percent buff to this 10 percent, and right. i'm like i don't know no the fallen order is definitely skill bait you're just yeah. adding new skills with the points so how are you liking that? Because that is something it's new good. you have started. Yeah, I forgot more. to talk about it. It was it was a lot of fun. The moments I played it, and I was like, "Ooh, I could see myself getting diving head in head over heels into this." Because um, I always see, feel like I find one game that I'm just like, "This is my jam. I'm going to do this." Right. And this could be it for a while because I like the character. I like this, like kind of the story mystery of it behind. I like the progress system, and I kind of like the combat was deeper than I thought it was going to be. Right. I was like, what the heck? And as I'm like, oh man, it's going to be fun once I'm upgrading those skills more, like right. four skills and, you know, and I'm just become more of a master of this, the systems. Right. I will enjoy it. I think. Good. Yeah. Um, next week, I'd like to talk about, uh, I kind of want to talk about last gen and yeah. I, I had a note on there, but I don't know if I left it when I gave you the thing. I want to try to. I want you to give me a list of your top favorite games from last gen. Oh, like this? Not the, the, not Xbox One and PlayStation one, Four. One and PS Four. Sorry, I'm. Can we do? Does Nintendo Switch get included in this? So I was thinking about that. Yeah. Well, well, okay. So how about instead of doing last gen or saying or whatever gen this gen is, um, what about making top five for each console? Just to where we are now. To where we are now. I could do that. And then while we're talking about it, we can then just number them yeah. all together and see how they are. Yeah. Does that work? I like it. Curious. Because I've been like, I made a list of, I started making. So here's what inspired me. Alana Pierce on her YouTube channel did her favorite games of this generation. She purposely left off the Switch. But she was drunk when she was doing it. So it was hilarious. Because she was fighting with herself and just arguing over. Like she ended with PT on her list. But she was, she was like, I don't care. And that's what she pushed it. PT, I don't care. Like, she was just, like, she was watching her argue with herself about that's it awesome. while she was drunk. Was like, I was like, you know, I could do that. I can make a top five list real quick. And then I started writing down all the games. And I'm like, shit, maybe I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't make a top five list. I can do a top ten. Let's do a top ten. And I just go, Maybe. I gave you a top 10 real quick okay. of like all generations. Oh, of all gen- Blade 1 through 10? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blade the movie, the game. <laughs> Blade the, yeah, I saw your text. I was like, Blade the movie, the game. That's not a thing. No, it's not. Fine. <laughs> so so uh, next week, uh, get some more gaming in. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can plan before we record next week. There's something you want to play on. Yeah. Maybe we'll record our bug snacks thing sometime cool. in the next week. Um, I don't know what your work schedule is or if you have time. Probably. But, I could find some days. Um, sir, it's good talking to you. Good talking to you as well. Um, Sorry it's been a while since our last podcast. Exposures life. to COVID. Um, just life. <laughs> life and everything. For those that, you're, that are listening to us still, yeah. hey, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Happy to have you with us. All right, sir. Until and next time. Enjoy your games. <laughs>